We're back. So it seems that we've found ourselves back here on another fun journey. Just us. How are you guys? I hope your week has been good. Um, I hope that it has been kind to you. And most importantly, um, I hope that the topic we're going to get into today, you've practiced this week. Um, The topic that we're going to get into today is boundaries. Notice how I did a little pause there. It's because I know that bringing up the idea of boundaries makes some of you uncomfortable. And that's okay. I'm sitting here with a bottle of Tums. So, you know, here we are. You're uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. It's okay. We are going to grow through this together. And we're going to go through boundaries and we're going to talk about what it looks like when you have them, what it looks like when you don't have them, what it looks like when you set them, and what it looks like when someone doesn't respect them. Now, I could regale you with tales about how my education makes me qualified to give you this advice. I could sit here and I could say that I repurposed my pain and I became a trauma expert. And I could tell you that I have taught seminars on trauma-informed practices and that my degrees have got me X, Y, and Z and I was a behavioral therapist and I could do that and I could say all of those things. You could be like, wow, credentials out the wazoo. Or you could just understand that while all of that does matter, I am just like you. And you want to know why we're having a conversation with boundaries? Because my road and my journey to boundaries started with a lack of them. I didn't have dick for boundaries. Um, And it started in the home. So we're going to go through my backstory of boundaries and we're going to answer a couple of followers um, questions as well. You guys send in some really great feedback um, about boundaries. I'm cracking my knuckles. And if that bothers you, I I don't know what else to tell you. Sorry. Um, We're going to go through some followers questions. We're going to go through all of that. But anyway, so my journey to boundaries and it started with a lack there of boundaries. It started with zero boundaries. I didn't know what boundaries were. I didn't even know I was allowed to set them. I didn't even know no was a thing I was allowed to say. Um, I grew up in a household where it was very much just, Holly, will you just fucking go, go along with it? Or you can't turn your back on family. They're allowed to dump on you. They're allowed to treat you like shit. They're allowed to do this, but because they are a blood relative, they're allowed to treat you whichever fucking way they want. (laughs) False, 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 false. They are not allowed to treat you that way. Um, So my lack of boundaries started when I was younger um, because I was told that family can cross boundaries no matter what because blood is thicker than water. No, it's not. Because I have family that I don't know if I will ever speak to again And I have friends that I look at and I love as if I've known them my entire life, as if we were born together on the same day, in the same room, side by side. We were in those prenatal units, just, is it prenatal units? 
I don't know. I don't have children. Okay. I'll try my best not to give you guys advice on children, even though I was a therapist for children for a very long time. But anyway, I digress. Um, boundaries. Where do you start? How do you guys feel about boundaries? That's another thing. I feel like not enough people get asked, like, how do you feel about boundaries? Where do you know when it's time to draw the line? Um, my self-discovery with boundaries started when I started realizing that I didn't need to give a fuck what anybody else thought of me. I needed to stop people pleasing. And I think boundaries are a form of self-love. And when you are a former people pleaser, you don't understand boundaries. You don't really know what to do with boundaries boundaries kind of like hit you in a weird way. I've said boundaries so many times that like you guys should get the fucking point of this episode. And if you don't skip it, I guess. No, I'm just kidding. Please don't. (laughs) But anyway, what I'm saying to you is that boundaries start really small, right? It starts with a simple no. And that first no is going to feel so uncomfortable. And then the second no is still going to feel uncomfortable, but a little less and so on and so forth. And each time you choose yourself, it's going to feel better and better and greater and greater. And you're going to start to realize that the people you surrounded yourself with before didn't respect your boundaries because when people knock back and when people knock back at your boundaries It's because they were comfortable with the way you were before. They no longer are allowed to treat you the way that they did before. And that's not right. I heard someone say once, the quickest way to find out if somebody respects you is to set a boundary. If they break that boundary, it means that they don't respect you. So I have set boundaries in my personal life with people, with family members even, um, I'll even go as far as to say that I have a family member whose emotional depth is, mm, well, I'd say it stopped at the sharing stage of kindergarten, but that's a story for another time. But people can only meet you as far as they've met themselves. And if you have met yourself at a level where you're like, no, I will not tolerate this. And I'm going to set a boundary that they they don't understand that someone who is doesn't understand boundaries isn't going to understand when you set them so take for instance if you decide to say to someone hey that kind of shit makes me uncomfortable and i don't really think that i want to put up with it anymore they're going to look at you and be like huh what the fuck do you mean you're not going to put up with it anymore If someone is uncomfortable with the boundary that you've set, it's because you've become secure with yourself and they can no longer treat you like shit. They operated off of the version of you that allowed them to treat you like you were disposable, like you were not valuable, like you did not matter. And that shit is not okay in any way, shape or form the way you decide to make your boundaries, they keep you safe. They keep you whole. They keep you mentally stable and they keep you intact. 
So when you choose to set a boundary with someone, also understand you don't owe them a fucking explanation. If someone is seeking justification from you, please understand it's because they need validation from themselves. Allow me to retort. If someone wants justification or they want an answer for why you have set a boundary with them, it is because they are lacking validation, but they are seeking it in the wrong places. They are looking for validation wherever they can find it. And when you didn't have boundaries, they got all the validation they needed because you know why? People without boundaries are insecure. People without boundaries operate out of a place of desperation. People without boundaries operate out of a place without self-love. And they don't know how to love themselves enough to tell somebody to back the fuck off. When you tell someone, this is what I'm comfortable with and this is what I am not comfortable with, they are so used to the way that you used to be before that they don't know how to handle you in this new elevated form. And when I say elevated form, I mean that like with my whole chest. People are so comfortable treating you like shit. And the reason why is because they benefited from you when you did not have boundaries. You don't owe anybody any disclosure or any sort of thing that justifies your boundaries. No is enough. I'm going to repeat that. No is enough. So I asked um, you guys uh, your thoughts on boundaries. And so we're going to read off a couple of answers that we got. Um, and I asked, you know, what are your guys' thoughts on boundaries? How do you feel? What does it feel like when you have to set one? Because it can feel so uncomfortable. And I think that's a thing that a lot of people talk about is like people can preach about it all the time and they can be like, you got to set a boundary with that person. Oh yeah. You got to draw the line in the sand. Oh, yep. You got to tell them no. Oh, you got to tell that person to fuck off. Oh, yep. You got to cut them out of your life. You got to do this. But nobody talks about how hard it is to first draw the line in the sand. And then the real work comes when you need to upkeep the boundary, when you have to uphold it, when you have to stick to the convictions that you have drawn out. And so someone wrote in and said, how do, how do I set a boundary without sounding uptight or intense? That's a very valid question. How do you do that? You don't worry about what the other person thinks. Your boundary is your boundary for a reason. If that person thinks that you sound uptight or intense, it's because they are used to you being in a position where they can take advantage of you, where they can use you for what they need. You serve a purpose to them without a boundary. So if you seem intense or uptight or, oh, you're acting kind of funny. No, I'm not. I'm not acting any type of way. I'm just acting in a way that serves me best, not you. And I think that's the best way to look at boundaries is boundaries are also another way of self-preservation. Now, self-preservation is something that we can get into 
topics from now because that's a larger one because self-preservation can both help you but it can also hinder you and I know firsthand what it looks like when self-preservation can hinder you but if someone knocks back and says oof you've gotten so uptight or you used to be way cooler did I did I fucking Chad did I did I used to be cooler when I had no boundaries no, I just let you walk all over me. And last I checked, I didn't have a tattoo on my back that said doormat. That's what boundaries are. So to anybody who wants to knuck back and say, hey, th I told this person that I feel this type of way about their actions and I no longer want to put up with those actions. And they're telling me that I sound uptight and I'm a little too intense. Fuck those people. Those people aren't your people. Because the fastest way to find out if someone respects you is to draw that line in the sand. That's, I mean, that's my two or 16 cents. How many ever cents you want to, you want to draw from that. Um, someone else said, where do I start? I should have started with this question, but it seemed a little bit on the nose. Um... Where do you start? I think it depends first and foremost on the person that you're setting the boundary with. It depends on the type of relationship you have. One thing that's the first thing you should consider is what type of relationship do you have this with this person? Is it a family relationship? Is it a relationship? Is it a friendship? Is it a work colleague? Is it an acquaintance? Is it a friend of a friend, a spouse of a friend? Where you have to consider the relationship first. That's the biggest thing is considering the relationship first. And then, bitch, it starts with a simple no. Someone could say, hey, I want to go do X, Y, and Z. And then after that, we're going to go hit up this place and we're going to go hit up this place. And they're used to you always being down for the ride. Start saying no to being down for the ride. Not everybody has your best interest at heart. So where do you start is by saying no. You can politely, if you're, if you've got some tact, you can say no, thank you. But truthfully, just say fucking no. Say, I don't feel like it. That doesn't serve me where I'm at in my life. Not this week. I'll check in with you when I feel better, when I feel like it. It starts there. It starts with you accepting that you matter more than someone else's opinion of you. That's where it starts. Um, so to piggyback off that one, another follower said, no is a complete sentence and you do not have to explain yourself to anyone. Facts. Big facts. When I say big facts, I mean big facts. We sit and we talk about, and this is your trigger warning that we're going to talk about, Something that deals with sexual assault. Um, no is a complete sentence. We tell people, um, survivors, victims, anyone who's experienced any sort of sexual trauma. Did you say no? Was there consent implied? Was there imp implied consent? Was consent discussed? Then no means no. So the same goes for your life. The same goes for your personal space. 
The same goes for who you are as a person. No fucking means no. If I don't want to do it, I'm not going to do it. I have spent so much of my life doing things that didn't serve me, but they served other people. Taking care of other people at the expense of myself. Giving all of the money I had in my checking account to people because they said this would be the last time. It was never the last time. I didn't have clear and concise boundaries because I had no example of what a boundary looked like growing up. My hope with talking to you guys about boundaries too is you understand that like this shit is meant to keep you fucking safe. This shit is supposed to keep your mental health intact. Because the more you say no to the wrong people, the more you can say yes to the right people, the right things, the right opportunities, the shit that matters to you, the shit that will stick, the stuff that will serve a purpose in your life. And I don't care if it's whether or not you serve a higher power, whether you talk to your spiritual, whether it's the universe, whatever the case may be. When you start telling people that you matter more than what they think of you, motherfucker, you have just knocked back at everything and you are doing what serves you. You matter enough to draw a line in the sand. You matter enough to not keep people pleasing. Another follower wrote in and said, how do you break the habit of being a people pleaser? Okay, so a quick little backstory on being a people pleaser. I am a people pleaser in recovery. I still find myself apologizing for shit that I don't need to apologize for. One time I gave a friend directions and we got lost. And I apologized on the entire 45-minute car ride. And I was like, I don't know what to do. I got us lost. And I'm so sorry. I got us lost on the way to get coffee. And I was literally apologizing to the ends of the earth. Do you know what that was? That was the former people pleaser in me. Trying to make sure that someone wasn't mad at me. Stop giving a fuck if someone is mad at you. Which, by the way, the friend wasn't mad at me at all. Um, he was not mad at all. Um, it was me inside my head saying, oh my God, like I have to make sure this is right. I, I have, I'm overcritical of myself and I, I need to make sure, I'm, I need to make up for this. I need to make sure that everything is okay because I'm the one that got us lost. He didn't care that we got lost. We still got the coffee and we still made it to where we needed to get to early. And it didn't matter. But in my people-pleasing brain, I was like, oh my God, I've upset this person. No. I created that scenario in my head. I didn't upset him at all. He even made a joke and was like, oh, Holly, did you get us lost? And the funniest thing is, is that is probably the biggest example I have of what it looks like to try to pull yourself out of being a people pleaser. So I have been a people pleaser most of my life, my childhood, 
in a good portion of my adult life. I have spent the majority of my time putting other people's expectations and other people's needs ahead of my own, even if it meant that it was going to cost me money, time, sanity, everything that it could possibly cost me, it cost. It cost. The day I graduated, the, the day I graduated with my latest degree, um, which is pretty, is pretty advanced, but it doesn't matter about that. I'm not trying to hit you guys with like credential city, but because I am again, at the end of the day, I am a human just like you guys. But the day I graduated, I had someone hit me up for money and say, Hey, you just graduated, but I know you're good for it. Ah! I laughed so hard because you know why that diploma cost me way more than just money. But the people pleaser in me was like, maybe I should give it to them. Maybe I should give them the money. Maybe I should just because, you know, they need it. Maybe they need it more than I do. And don't get me wrong. I'm not above helping someone who needs something more than I do. But what I'm not going to do is help you at the expense of myself. Sure. If my friend calls me and something's going on and they need my help and it's something serious and I know they're a 4 a.m. friend, I'll explain to you guys what a 4 a.m. friend is in a minute. But being a people pleaser is fucking exhausting. And so where it starts is understanding who will reciprocate that energy. And then it also starts inward. You think people-pleasing is about everybody else, but it's not. It's actually about your need to be liked. Your need to make sure that everyone in the room is happy. But why should everyone in the room be happy when you're not? Until you are self-aware and you are ready to have a conversation with yourself, and answer the call from inside the house that says, hi, we're unhappy, but everyone around us seems to be smiling. That's the call. That's the thing that you need to worry about. That is how you start breaking the habit of being a people pleaser, is start valuing yourself. Look yourself in the mirror every single day and say, not only am I gonna uphold the boundaries with people, I'm going to uphold them with myself. And the boundaries I hold with myself is that I am great. I'm capable. I'm wonderful. I'm smart. Start reciting the things that you are good at. Start taking the things that your friends would say to you and start saying them back to yourself because you would never say the things to yourself that you, you would never say those things that you say to yourself to a friend, right? Start treating yourself that way. And when you start treating yourself the way that you started treating other people and you start giving yourself back some of the love that you gave away for fucking free, I might add. Like, let's just go ahead and get that out of the way. You gave that shit away for fucking free. When you start giving it back to yourself, people believe in becomes the last thing on your mind. It takes time. Sorry, I was thirsty, okay? Talking to you guys is one of the greatest joys that I have. 
Um, but it makes a bitch thirsty, and I can't even lie to you. This is like my sixth glass of water. Um, if I could film this from the toilet, like how the first episode sounded, I would, because I do have to pee. But that's okay. I won't do that yet. That's how you stop being a people pleaser, though. And being a people pleaser is big, big, big on boundaries. Just boundaries in and of itself. So another person wrote in about how you need to be self-aware and you need to be clear about your expectations. So that comes a little bit after you have decided to set your boundary, right? Let's say you've set your boundary. You're aware of yourself. You know how you feel about certain things. You know how certain things make you feel. You know how certain buttons of yours can get pushed and certain people push them. I have certain people who I know can only push that one button of mine, but it's that button. Ooh, it's that button where you're just like, man, I want to pop the fuck off, but I won't because I've set a boundary within myself to not let you take that away from me. So self-awareness is realizing A, what makes you upset, B, the people that make you feel a certain type of way and see being clear about your expectations. That's like saying, Hey, I'm interviewing for this job. What's the salary? And they give you back a number. Were they clear about the number? Eh, sometimes there's room for negotiation. Sometimes there's room for compromise, but were they clear about it? It's like saying, hey, what comes in that taco? Oh, lettuce, tomato, uh, chicken, pico, whatever you want to call it. Were they clear about those ingredients? They were. Be as clear about your expectations as a restaurant is about their fucking menu. Because the ingredients are listed. List your expectations. Let people know what you expect of them. It's the same way parents, and again, I told you guys I wouldn't give you parental advice, and I'm not. I'm just saying. But it's the same way parents set expectations for their children. And they say, hey, this needs to be done at this time. Or you can't do this until you do your homework. Or whatever the case may be. Or you can only have X amount as eaten in this day and age. I don't know how much fucking screen time these kids are getting. But... If a parent decides to be a parent and say you can only have X amount of screen time, that's an expectation. It needs to be followed. You set the expectation. And when you set the expectation, you set the stage for how all other future relationships will go. You will then operate from a place of I owe you jack shit. And I owe myself everything. I owe myself absolutely everything because we were not put on this earth to let ourselves just wither away and die at the expense of other people. No fucking way were we meant to do that. Absolutely not. Now, here's another thing 
that a follower said because I feel like I went on a little bit of a tangent there because that one, not enough people have self-awareness. So that one fires me up. I also heard a friend say fires me up and I don't know if I've ever really said that before in my fucking life. So anyway, um, another follower said an explanation should never come from a feeling of obligation. 100%. Don't pressure me to tell you why I've done something. It's none of your fucking business. The same way other people's opinions of you are not your business. Because why? If they're talking shit about you, you don't need to hear it. Because... They're coming from a place of negativity, but I don't owe you an explanation and I shouldn't feel obligated to give you one either. Um, I have in the past felt very obligated to give people opinions when it comes to why I've done what I've done, not opinions, uh, what the hell, um, explanations, Jesus Christ. I, I do give people opinions unsolicited, but I try to be helpful about it. I don't try to be a fucking dick. You know those people like in the stores that are like, <laughs> oh, hey, I think you should actually go with that in a different color. Thanks, Susan. I didn't fucking ask. Unsolicited opinions are not welcome. Same with unsolicited dick pics. Those aren't welcome either. Um, but I don't owe you an explanation. And don't make me feel pressured to think that I do. None of you out there listening, whether it be the people who have found this or the friends that I forced to listen to this, do not ever feel obligated to give someone an explanation for why you've set a boundary with them or in general. Um, I've set boundaries in the clearest sense of like, hey, I don't really like flying. I love traveling, hate flying. My boundary is if you sit next to me, I need you to be there for me when my flight anxiety kicks in. That is a boundary. I do not feel obligated to give you that explanation. If you would like it and you want me to expand further on my flight anxiety, surely I will. But I don't owe you the explanation. I just say, hey, this is my boundary. Can you please respect it if we're going to travel together? And I don't think I've ever had a single person um, not respect that. Uh, and I know that's asking a lot of someone because some people get really comfy on planes and I'm like, I don't know how. But some people do get comfy on planes. Um, I have a friend who literally falls asleep before takeoff and I will wake them up. But here's the thing. I will wake that friend up and I will tell her, bitch, I need you to wake up because there's turbulence and I'm freaked out. And you know what she does? Holds my hand even though she's trying to nap. Because you know why? A boundary I have is that when you travel with me, it's also, I guess a boundary and a condition can sometimes be the same thing. Um, but that is something that I have. And if you want to be a part of that experience with me, that is what comes along with it. It may be a boundary. It may be a condition. Either way, sometimes I feel like boundaries and conditions can, depending on the relationship, go hand in hand. So we are going to finish on this last follower's question. 
Um, it wasn't really a question, but no, it actually was. Sorry. Uh, 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 is personally, what are some healthy boundaries in a relationship? They're whatever you want to make them, mama. Relationships are so complex and relationships are so just diverse and they have so many intricacies that healthy boundaries in relationships depend on the people in that relationship. There needs to be, you know, mutual trust, mutual respect, you know, especially if there's like cohabitation. And so there's a ton of things that like, I wish I could speak on and be like, Hey, here is a guideline. And here is a book for what healthy boundaries should look like in a relationship. But truthfully, the boundaries that you set in a relationship are going to be different because think of it this way. You were an individual before you were a couple. So you were a one-some before you were a two-some. So two things need to happen. You need to respect, uphold, and honor the boundaries that you had set when you were an individual. And then you need to also respect, uphold, and honor the boundaries that your partner set forth when they were an individual. And then when you guys come together, what needs to happen? Compromise. Consideration. Mutual agreement. Mutual understanding. Respect. All of those things have to come into place because once you become a onesome that is joined and now is a twosome, those boundaries change and they adapt and they evolve. But every relationship deserves to have its own little niche carved out. I've always heard it. people say it and I'm like, is it niche? Is it niche? Is it niche? Like, you know, like, I don't know. So, and I'm a well-educated female and I still don't know. So I'm just like, I'm not going to, I'm going to keep saying niche. You need to be able to have that niche carved out for you and your partner and the boundaries. Now here's the thing about couples boundaries. As long as the two of you are in agreement of your boundaries, fuck what everyone else says. Fuck that single friend, Jessica, or whatever. It's the first name I could think of that says, Hey, you should be doing this because this is the way relationships are supposed to be. But she's been single for 45 fucking years. Um, let's not do that. Don't do that. But what you need to be able to do is uphold those boundaries you had as individuals and then create new ones as a couple. But then hold on to those boundaries as a couple as you navigate this wildly weird and uncomfortable world. Does that make sense? Well, I think we may have covered everything about boundaries. I don't know if we missed something or I'm not even going to say that. I don't know why I'm fucking doubting it. Um, I think this was wonderful. Um, I've enjoyed our time together. I love Sundays with you guys. It's become like a new favorite hobby for me. So First and foremost, I just want to say thank you to everybody 
who listened to the first episode, shared the first episode, rated the first episode, uh, started following on Instagram and TikTok, started interacting with the platforms a little bit more, interacting with me. Again, if you have any questions, comments, queries, theories, or concerns, whatever the case may be, please DM me on Instagram, unhinged, unapologetic. Um, you can find me on TikTok. Um, feel free to leave me a rating because I feel like I'm giving you all the five-star treatment. But anyway, neither here nor there. I look forward to seeing you guys next Sunday. And I love you all so much. And keep those boundaries up this week. Love you. Bye.